It's Mr. Christopher with the Funkatopia radio show, and it is my honor to have back in the studio, well, via phone, <laughs> the lovely Ingrid Chavez. How are you, dear? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing so good. I'm I'm like so happy that so many things are, are going good for you, and the album's done now? The album is done. The um, vinyl is in production. The CDs are in production. And now we're just um, waiting for everything to come back so we can start shipping out people's orders. That is fantastic. So the new album is called Memories of Flying. And from what I understand, there's also some vinyl being done, like clear vinyl or some kind of special type of vinyl that's being done as well. Yeah, we um, have a limited edition clear vinyl version. It's 180 gram. The black one is 180 gram as well. I love that heavy vinyl feel. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, we only did 125 of them. They will be signed and numbered. So those are going faster than the black vinyl. So if, if people like to collect those kind of things, they might want to get on that. So, Where can people get them? You can get it at my band camp, which is ingridchavez.bandcamp.com. And um, all three versions are there. There's the clear, the black, and then we also have a CD. And the cool thing about the CD is that it has a bonus track on it, which you will not find anywhere but on the CD. So, Very cool. Very cool. So I'm like really excited about this album. And I mean, luckily being in the industry that I'm in, I was able to get an early listen to this uh, CD and I can't wait to pick it up and get a physical copy of it because... I mean, definitely without a, without a doubt, probably my favorite track on the album is is Snowblind, and I don't. I think it's because <laughs> we had last time that we had a discussion, we talked about Snowblind, and you were kind of giving me a little bit of background on some of the things that were happening during that song, like they actually recorded uh, themselves walking through the snow, and that's kind of like yeah. the the background. So I think, you know, little elements like that are really, really cool that kind of add to kind of the nuance of the yeah. of the music. Is there any other little tidbits like that that happen on any of the other songs on the album? Um, let me think. On Memories of Flying, there's, I don't know if they're, they might be really buried now, but they have some sounds of these frogs that we were um, out at a, like a, like an evening pond party or something and we recorded these frogs which maybe they're still in there kind of but I do try to incorporate my world in the songs like some of the birds in one of the tracks is was recorded at the house and so there are elements of my life in the environment that I live in that I try to put into the music well that's really cool I mean I like uh, those types of little things have always really kind of got it really adds a lot of different elements to, to music. And I, I try to think of all the albums that were really big smashes on the radio nowadays and not even on the radio, but just as an albums in whole. I mean, the first the one I can think of recently would be uh, Kendrick Lamar's P To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah. He had so many different elements and those sound effects and those weird segues and all those things that were kind of going on in, in the background. And it just adds so much texture, and that was, uh, you know, obviously one of the things that that Prince did very, very heavily. And he would do like lots of back masking, and he would do, you know, just just a lot of these little teeny elements. And it's it's really kind of cool and refreshing to kind of hear other 
artist do it because I do think it adds a lot of you know it it just adds a lot of texture and it kind of lets the lets the song breathe a little bit and kind of add these little cool trickeries to it. Yeah. But I know you you were talking about how it it really kind of you know is portions of your life in there and I want to talk about that for a second because one of the things that I don't know that I talked about was kind of who you were before you came to Minneapolis because your whole persona and your demeanor is very calm and very chill was that like. Is that how your family is and was, or do you like come from a quiet household or was it like totally opposite and was just crazy in your house with your family? What's, what got you to your demeanor that you are right now? Um, I think, you know, people are kind of born the way that they are, but they, you know, there's elements of that, but I don't know. I think that, um, you know, I had a bit of a, you know, crazy upbringing, you know, I wasn't. I'm not from a calm, like, your traditional family. So um, I just kind of grew up. I think I was always a little bit quiet, but I was always very strong as well. So there was this balance. And I think from a very early age, I already started having to make decisions for myself. And as I got older, of course, um, I was a young mother. I just, I think that there was a strength in that, you know, in the kind of childhood that I came up with and then being young mom. And so that strength. And then when it came to writing and my music, I think that I tried to, to find that balance in my life that maybe wasn't necessarily on the outside and trying to find it on the inside and, and writing about it and expressing myself and, mm. and trying to make a balance in that, that chaos maybe. Yeah, because there is a definite calm in your music. I mean, it's just in the vocal delivery. There, there is a calm and a solace in the way that you you kind of present yourself. And I mean, so, and I know when you got involved with you know Prince and the whole graffiti bridge thing and the chaotic, <laughs> chaotic nature of everything that was yeah. going on during that time, do you find yourself attracted to chaos more or attracted to? calm and quiet more or is there time for both i think that when i was younger i was attracted to energy and i'm still attracted to energy people that have energy that create and i wouldn't say that i'm attracted to chaos for the sake of being attracted to chaos but if out of that chaos there's energy then maybe i'm attracted you know just to understand it or to maybe get something out of it but I think as I've gotten older, I'm definitely not looking for, you know, crazy in my life anymore. <laughs> I, I really enjoy writing songs and I love taking time. I love crafting a record so that you're actually taking time and you're, you're expressing all the events and the emotions that go on during that capsule, you know, of time. And so that's what I love doing more than anything else. And especially as I get older and I'm still able to do that because that's what I, that's what I do. And just because you get older doesn't mean you stop doing what you do and what you love to do. So I don't know. I think I kind of got off topic there. (laughs) No, you didn't. You stay completely on topic. (laughs) That was all relevant to the question. And I denoted that 
you know, when you're talking about creating the album, I denoted that Snowblind really was one of those songs that I was very, very attracted to. I know that you, one of the tracks, the single, uh, You Gave Me Wings, uh, was a song that you wrote about Prince or to Prince and dedicated to him. So let's, so I, I know that one obviously has a special place in, in your heart. And we'll talk about that one in a second. But we'll, we'll recap because we talked about it a little bit before. But setting that song aside, is there any other songs on that CD that you just really feel like this one's going to be with me for a really, really long time? I think All the Love in the World. I mean, I think that is just such a good positive message. And I really love singing it. I like, you know, I like performing it. And I'm going to be performing that song um, here in Minneapolis and Light Rays. Those two songs are really, really close to my heart. And they were two of the last tracks that were written for the uh, album. That's good. Yeah. They, you did talk about your the performance that you're doing in Minneapolis, and that's going to be on October 12th. So, how is, tell me a little bit about that because you don't really do a lot of live performances. But there are, this performance is really, really special because it's kind of like an album release party, but the album's not actually being released on that day. However, yeah. from what I understand, they can get the album that day if they actually come. So tell me a little bit about what, what's happening on this at this event. So I am flying in Mashti, which is one of the guys that I wrote, probably, I think about three or four songs on the album were produced and co-written with him. So I'm flying him in from Denmark and and then I have this local guy, Aaron Fabrini is his name. He's going to be playing upright bass. So it's going to be a bit, it's going to be a trio and Mashti's going to be triggering sounds. And then Aaron will be taking up the bass and then I will be performing it. It's pretty intimate performance. I'll be doing about seven songs and then there'll also be a Q&A at the end of it. And then also a real treat for everybody is Brother Jules is going to be there spinning afterwards. Nice. Uh, yeah. And um, he's being really cool and supportive. He's such an awesome guy. I got to meet him and hang out with him a little bit when we were in London for the um, PRN alumni um, event there. So he's going to be on board. And so, yeah, going to be, like I said, an intimate performance three people very very I'm cool excited about it yeah yeah so for those who, who want more details or if you happen to be in minneapolis or you're willing to travel to minneapolis to see this is going to be at prime six on october 12th at 9 p.m and of course you could be listening to this way way down the road because this is 2018 <laughs> we're talking about october 12th 2018 at 9 p.m in minneapolis minnesota at prime six and that is going to be an album launch party if you go there uh, is going to be complimentary hors d'oeuvres and wine but you can also have the capability to actually be able to buy the cd there at that event and that's going to be in three weeks three weeks in advance of that so that's very very cool three weeks in advance of actually when the album is supposed to come out is what i meant to say because the album doesn't come out until november 2nd is there any possibility that you're going to be playing any of your older songs like hippie blood or anything like that or is it strictly new no i'm going to be well i'm not going to tell anyone what song's going to come off that album that's a surprise i'm also going to be doing a version of justify my love which will be the second time i've played it live this is going to be fabulous so um, i'm looking forward to that i'm also doing a song called ride off of it was um off of i had a band called black eskimo and it's a track off that one 
ride that particular version of Ride That. I'm going to be doing one best spoken word song of the year in the Independent Music Awards. So it's, it's, a, wordy, it's a wordy piece, but it's really good. So I'm looking forward to performing that one. Very cool. Any Paisley Park era songs? There's the one that I, it's a surprise. Okay. So <laughs> there's one, there's going to be one track off the poetry album. So nice. So just so everybody's aware, you can get tickets to this. It's there's there's still tickets available. There's like a few different levels and one of them's already sold out. So there's a general admission one where obviously you get to come in uh, and also get a digital download of the song. You gave me wings that that single as well as the complimentary hors d'oeuvres and wine. You got that level. Then there's another one where you actually get all that, plus on top of that, an actual physical copy of the CD. And there's another one after that that is a meet and greet, uh, along with advanced copies and clear vinyl, uh, all that. But that's sold out. According to the site, it's gone. It's sold out. We might we it, we might put up a few more depending on how the other ticket sales are going. So, all right. So if you don't give up hope yet, yeah. So if you're excited <laughs> about it, maybe go to this page and keep refreshing. You just want to go to ingridchavez.bandcamp.com, and you can obviously you know go towards tickets there. And then, so this is going to be really, really cool because this is, this is a big weekend. Yeah, I mean, how do you, and and really, is from a from a live standpoint, are you because you don't again, you don't really do a whole bunch of live shows, and mm-hmm. I mean, how are you really comfortable in the live scenario, or is it just kind of does it does it really stress you out? <laughs> what no, is it? I- I really love doing it. I, with my band Black Eskimo, we used to perform. It was almost the same setup. We, instead of having like an upright bass, Marco would be triggering the the sounds, and then I had a backup vocalist, so I had someone singing with me. So it was it was I like that. I like that feel of the trio. It's just very simple, and so I'm very comfortable in that environment. So yeah. I know a lot of people are excited. I wish I could be there. I actually have. I wish I had known about this before I had already booked a previous engagement, or I would definitely get on a plane and come up there and check this out. This no, is be we need some so, people from ATL representing. I know. It's so much fun. <laughs> and I just I just want to be able to come and, and hug your neck again because I know we briefly, really briefly, I met at the celebration. Well, it was at Perkins Pancake House during the celebration at Rodney's event. Um, so, I mean, I just, I mean, I just so glad that you're out there doing that and and doing this and just kind of continuing your musical career because I, I, I just, I feel like you have so much to offer in the form of, you know, the style of music that you do. I really think that it's, it's starting to get a little bit more of a resurgence. There was a really cool underground scene that's actually happening here in Atlanta and also in New York city. There's just this really cool underground, I guess, vibe that really embraces this style of music like Taylor McFerrin and and those types of cats that are just creating this style of music. And I I really think you're in a good spot and you're positioned really, really well. And I I can tell people that because of the fact that I've pre-listened to this album, it's really worth picking up. And if you can get out to the show and get yourself an early copy, it will be well worth it for you. I'm just curious, what would you say, if you had to, you know, say what kind of music it is, how would you, how would you say it? What would you? 
Well, um, I think it's, you know, there's been a lot of terms that have, have kind of pigeonholed it. I mean, you know, back in the day, we used to call it emo, and then other people would call it experimental, and it's more like avant-garde. So I would say, if I had to categorize it, I think it's very, I'm trying to think of the right term, because it's kind of like trip-hop, but not hip-hop. It's, it's kind of your own style of trip-hop, kind of, you know, that yeah. it's just kind of, it really fits neatly into that pocket. But it's not really hip-hop. I mean, it's spoken word, but it's more done in poetry than it is anything else. But it still has that really cool sit back, relax, clear your head, just listen, pay attention, and absorb type of music. And I just think it's, I, I think it's really, really well produced it's just um i'm excited about it it's very very cool one thing i can say about well how do you categorize it well i don't what i was going to say is that you know i don't i don't worry so much about whether people will like it or not like it because i know that i'm it's unique to me right it's my voice and I don't mean just my my speaking or singing voice but it's the voice of my artistry and I've always been true to me I've been true to myself as an artist so every time I put a record out it feels whole it feels complete and I've I've said what I wanted to say from beginning to end but it seems like every time I finish there's still something else to say there's something else that I still want to experience through my own writing or through my own creative process. So I have this thing I like to say that I am still undone because I still feel another record after this one. So so you still feel like that? You you feel oh, like yeah. that with this album? Right. Oh yeah. Even with this record, I'm like, oh, that was that was cool. What's next? What do I want to you know? Because every one of my records are each one is different from the one before I've never once made the second made a record twice and one of the reasons that that happens is because I always choose to work with different people every time I make a record so that it does inspire me to keep going inspires me to keep writing new stuff so and that's what I love about it and that's what keeps me going well, and I want to talk, talk about for a second that feeling of, uh, I don't know, that's, I, incompleteness is not the word, but that, that feeling like you're you have not really fully satisfied. And I want to talk just for a second about Justify My Love. And a lot of people don't know the background story of that, and we're not going to go through it again. They can listen to our the previous time we talked. They want a little bit of the background of that. But do you feel, well, there's a couple reasons why I asked this question. Do you feel like you kind of wish that you would have held on to that song instead of, you know, letting Madonna kind of do her thing with it? Because, and here's the reason why I asked that. When I heard Into the Blue, it really gave me the exact same vibe. Like you were trying to, it really felt like it was like a recreation of... Hmm of that song. If you like overlay justify my love in into the blue, they almost have like the same type of vibe and feel. And I'm, I was just wondering if you felt like, you know, maybe subconsciously there was like this, this part of you that kind of felt like you had to justify your, your part <laughs> of that song or something. I'm That's so interesting. I would never have put those two songs back to back. 
there's a song off of the Deep and Heady album that kind of was a new version in my mind. It's called My Sky. Oh, right. Which is a very, like, very, you know, lyrically, it's very sensual and, you know, but I would have never thought into the blue. Well, I'm not lyrical content, not necessarily yeah. lyrical content, but just like the delivery the and the vibe of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I've never felt like I needed to to reclaim. I mean, justify my love is is me. It is my voice, even though she's she's copied it. Um, so if you come to the show, you'll get to hear me singing it the way that it was delivered the first time. Yep. You certainly will. Uh, and we're actually going to yeah. play. When we do a, uh, when I actually, this gets released, there's actually going to be a clip of Justify My Love uh, that I was sent by management. And it's nice. going to be right here somewhere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? answer your other question i my life turned out the way that it did partly in, for the fact that i did that song and she that she wound up getting it you know i mean i wound up you know doing things or going places that i might not have gotten to go had i not done that song mm-hmm. um one being when i went to do a promotional tour in europe part of that was based on the fact that I needed to kind of, my record was coming out and just find my love was already out. And we needed to do a promotional tour around Europe to just let people know that I wrote that song mm. and that, so that there was no confusion that I was copying Madonna. <laughs> so, but it, you know, I wound up meeting my ex-husband because of that tour. So I wouldn't want things to be any other way. I mean, that became one of one of her most famous songs, meaning that I have reaped the ven- benefits of that. So, oh yeah, and that's 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 the best part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is your third solo album, and again, it's Memories of Flying. And yeah. I know we got uh, we got only got a, a few more minutes here before you yeah, have to go. But I got the but, PR and alumni thing coming I up. No, it's so it's it, so so there's a couple things. So first, let's recap on that one because October twelfth. 9 p.m. Central Time in Minneapolis, Minnesota at Prime 6. Ingrid Chavez is going to be there. If you want to get tickets to this, you need to go and do it as soon as you possibly can. IngridChavez.Bandcamp.com And also, the following day, October 13th, you're going to be doing an alumni shares with PRN Alumni, which is a fantastic organization. And the other thing is, though, is you are actually going to be part of this, what's called Stories from Inside the Park. It's called a Her Story. Tell me a little bit about this discussion that you're going to be doing there. Yeah, so it's a it's an all-female panel, and it's 
it's women from different periods in Prince's life and who worked in different ways with him. I think I know that Gail Chapman's on there and she was one of the first women in his first band or something. And there's, so it's just women and how they influenced Prince or how Prince empowered them to, you know, to have their own voice. I can say that, you know, as far as Prince working with me, he always, always wanted me just to be me. And so that's what this panel is about, you know, his appreciation of our artistry mm-hmm. and how he brought it into his life or how he helped us to to be able to, or he shined a light on our artwork and art and artistry. So it'll end up being uh, moderated by Kenisa Williams. Maybe some of you guys have mm-hmm. um, caught her on Facebook. But um, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. So that one of the panels, there's three different panels that day, but yep, I'm on the Her Story panel. Yeah, if you if you look at Prince's career as far as like the bands and stuff that he put together and that he's worked with, I mean, some of the biggest acts that you can possibly think of are all, you know, female artists. Everybody from, you know, as early as, you know, Sheila E. and Sheena Easton, Liv Warfield and Shelby J., yourself. I mean, just a laundry list of of women that he has gotten behind and just kind of let them just express themselves artistically and the lengths that he went to to try to make sure that you had your voice and that it wasn't, you know, it was unfettered by, you know, I mean, he would, you know, obviously lend production or music or whatever, you know, he felt like that particular act needed. Uh, But yeah, it was, it's going to be really interesting to hear this kind of intake and as far as what you guys have to share on this, because this is going to be really cool. That's Saturday, October 13th. So this mm-hmm. is almost like definitely worth the trip to Minneapolis, even if you yeah. live outside of this. You get to see Ingrid play live on the 12th at Prime 6. And then also that Thursday, there's Maceo Parker and Candy Dolph on Thursday. Funk and roll. A, a fun funk and bowl on the afternoon before my show and then there's my event and then the next day is her story so it's definitely worth people coming out it's, there's a lot to do that three day period so yeah that's gonna be very very cool so yeah it, that's right does Candy Dolfer and Maceo show as well and this is just really cool so mm-hmm. dear I am so excited about your album it's very very cool it's called Memories of Flying for those of you who would like to pick up a copy or get a, you know, to reserve a copy, it comes out November 2nd and you can do it at ingridchavez.bandcamp.com. You can pre-order it there or you can take your butt down to Minneapolis October 12th and see her live and you can actually pick up a copy of that CD live right there three weeks before it's even supposed to be released. And uh, you heard it here. She said that there may possibly be some more, some more, f- the ticket bundles that are happening where you can get yeah. that that limited edition vinyl, and it's gonna be cool. I can't wait. Yeah, and also if Bandcamp's just too much to remember, I think that IngridChavez.com just takes you straight to Bandcamp. So. Yep. There you go. That's easier. So That's IngridChavez.com. That's <laughs> easier. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, Chris. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, I love talking to you too. And I'm I'm yeah. glad you continue coming back and we can hang out and you know, one day when you're not on like a on a press jump, we're just gonna just have to just chill and talk and Yeah, well I you know, I come down to Atlanta still. I got I got some peeps down there still. So one day when I'm in town I'll 
I'll check you out, see if we can meet up for a coffee or something. That would be awesome. You got my phone number. Just please give me a call and let me know when you're here. I'll be more than happy to meet up with you. Okay, sounds great. Everybody head to IngridChavez.com and pick up a copy of this album or pre-order a copy of this album. It is really, really good. It's well, well worth it. And of course, you'll be hearing some clips and stuff. And go see her live. She's going to be performing live. Yes. Come see me. Come hang out with me, guys. Absolutely. And girls. All right. Bye, everybody. Hope we'll see you in Minneapolis. Yep. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, dear. Yeah, bye-bye. All right, bye. When the light shines in your eyes just the right way In the blue-gray I can see your soul in its rays And all of its beauty and sadness too See the whole of you shining through Yeah, I can see the whole of you shining through